and welcome to the Lipstick League. I'm Nicole Mahalik. And I'm Natalie Eganoff. And this is where sports and pop culture come to play. And we are in the middle of February, right? We're almost in Valentine's Day. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, everybody. You do have a real Valentine. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So Hank and I, um, we have some plans for Valentine's Day weekend. It's actually his birthday. Oh, fun. Wait, yeah. did you just have plans with him? Oh yeah. Well, we, we went up the mountains, uh, last weekend just for like a little quick get getaway, uh, right, with so a few you Valentine's day. So we're going to dinner on Friday for his birthday. Okay. God willing that the rain and snow holds off because I'm pretty sure that it's an outside reservation. So <laughs> hopefully that Sorry. doesn't uh, ruin it. No, you're fine. And then, um, for Valentine's day, he's going to teach me how to play chess. Oh, that's romantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like, what do you want to do? He's like, whatever you want to do, like, we'll do. And I've been dying for him to teach me. But I, you know, he's kind of showed me a little bit. But I'm like, no, I was like, I want like a sit down lesson. Wow. You know, I said, I want like a detailed lesson because he, he claims that I'll never beat him. Yeah, but you're but you're strategic. Well, I'm strategic. And I'm a you're competitor. Like a dark horse. You're like a dark, and you're like, <laughs> like a dark horse. You're like a dark horse because people don't realize what you have underneath all that. You know? Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So no, he thinks I'll, he he's like I'm unbeatable. None of my friend, you know, his friend Carlo has never beat him in six years or how however long they've been playing. So I mean, it's probably gonna take me some time to actually learn because I've yeah. tried to watch the videos online and they're uh, it seems a little difficult you know, with well, all the pieces and whatnot. Do you know how to play? It's so hot when, some, when a guy knows how to play chess. Oh, so and, do I. <laughs> yeah. Like I, you know, we talked about this, like we're attracted to mind. You're like, oh my God, your mind's so hot. Take off your clothes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why he's like, what do you want to do for Valentine's Day? And I'm like, do you want to teach me how to play chess? I was like, can you show me how you do algebra? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's on my list of like what I want in somebody I want them to be good in math because I'm not good in math at all no and that's that's a great that's a great quality I'm not good at math either yeah um Neil the guy that broke my heart that I did the whole biggest loser episode on so go back and that was a bonus episode yeah good at math and he knew how to play chess yeah um but oh, wow. and uh I don't know if I'd be good here's the thing though like and that it, it's interesting um Cause we're going to obviously be talking about everything that's going on with the Eagles and, and with Howie. And like, when you're in that position of a GM, you have to be very strategic, which is what makes you a good chess player. I'm not very strategic. I'm a very much a heart thinker. And that's why like, I'm not a shrewd businesswoman because I'm not like, they say in chess that you have to think like seven or eight steps ahead. Like I'm really good at figuring out people. Like I could it's it's very hard to explain, but there's been numerous, 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 numerous situations throughout my life where I've just like picked up on vibes. Like I could tell when people have like gotten together or like when something's like, you know, there was like two former coworkers that were having an affair and I like picked up on it right away and everybody thought I was crazy. Well, guess what? They're married with a kid now. And like, I could just like, so like I'm good with people, but what yeah. like math or, or like I'm, or business strategy yeah like I'm just so I've never I mean I would be willing to learn how to play chess 
Um, but I also don't like to do things that I'm not good at. And so I feel like I would be trying, like there are those people in life that like they love and they get a high off of like learning how to do something, perfecting it, or like they want to run a marathon or they want to learn a new language and they do it because when they accomplish it, they feel amazing. That, has, that is no desire of mine. I only like to do things that I'm good at. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> See, I, I need, you know what it is? I think right now, I think I need like a new, like mental challenge. Okay. I need to be like challenged mentally right now. So in a, like, so I think chess will give me something that's kind of going to like exercise my brain. Yeah. You know, no, and that's, and that's why I love football so much because I like to see the strategy and see the execution, how a game, the decision-making that goes into the game and the coaching decisions and the plays and stuff like that. And also that's why I really love baseball because baseball is super scientific. Yeah. My dad loves that too. That's mm-hmm. not, I'm not into that side of it. Now my mom's really big into puzzles. She does puzzles every day, like a word puzzle. She breaks out the dictionary. Like she's all about like keeping it sharp. So like, I need to work on that. Um, but it's definitely something that, and I've always had this like weird thing where I wanted to be good at something from the first time I've ever done it. Right. That I would just be like miraculously a good golfer, or I'd be like weirdly good at ping pong or something. Well, guess what? It happened. It happened like two years ago. It was ax throwing. It turns out I'm an amazing ax thrower so much so that I won the tournament and I still have what? Wait, I'm going to show you. Wait, why don't you join a league? Because, well, we're in a pandemic. I think, they, look, things are looking up. The 50% capacity in Philadelphia, Broadway's reopening, fans back it in says, the stadiums. It says, um, Nicole is champion, you see? Yes. <laughs> Wait, Nicole, you should seriously join a league. I am weirdly good at axe throwing. I don't know. I don't, I guess I just have like a good form and I'm like, you have to be, and it's so funny because it was from, oh, sorry, it was from 2018. So yeah, so it was two years ago or almost three years ago. It was like two and a half years ago, but I, oh yeah, I was like, and, and once I realized I was good, I was like, watch out, motherfucker. Then I <laughs> crazy competitive demon, but I'm only competitive at things I'm good at. So if I'm not good at something, like I'm not a fast runner. So like, I'm cool with like being in the middle of the pack. I don't yeah. want to be fast, but I'm cool with being average. But when I know I'm good at something, I want to win. Um, so you know what else is funny? So not that this is anything remotely close to chess and or sports. However, have you, I, I told you about Dogecoin, right? You've seen me no. tweeting about it, right? You know what Dogecoin well, is? The Bitcoin? Bitcoin? So Bitcoin is a different kind of cryptocurrency. So yeah. Dogecoin is this coin um, that was created by, as a joke, like, off of a meme. So um, I saw it last summer and I thought it was so funny because like all these K-pop, you know, like the, how the K-pop community takes over like t- TikTok and- BTS. Right, right, right. So that K-pop community like started some TikTok trend or something and they were tweeting about Dogecoin and put it on TikTok and um, it went viral. So I like looked into it and I was like, this is hilarious if it ever works. Like, so I think I bought like $5 worth, right? Because they got, they got the price of the do- of the coin to go up. And like, so then beginning of this year, it started to come up again. So I had, I've, I've thrown like a couple dollars on it, like over, like since last July, you know, okay. just to accumulate some. Um, Cause I, th- I throw random money at random stocks, even though I just, I don't know, it's yeah, kind of fun. 
I need to get into that more. Well, so the thing is like, as I've been doing it, it's, I feel like it's becoming more instinctual and it's, that's been like an intellectual challenge for me. Yeah. And, um, but over the last month or so, the, Do- the Dogecoin has like skyrocketed because Elon Musk has been like putting it out and like Snoop Dogg and Gene Simmons, the lead singer from Kiss is now like yeah. buying in and the value keeps going like up and down. And I know that this is terrible, but it feels like competitive to me because it's like, let's see if we could get Doge to a dollar. I mean, it could take a really long time, but it's been like this new fun, like activity. It's something else for me to like check in on. Which I, yeah, that's great. It's like the score. It's like, I'm checking on like the score of something yeah. else. That's how it's- I am with, with um, celebrity couples in my Hallmark movies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so like, I, so then also I've been like studying extensively on like, like Bitcoin. Like I've been reading about like cryptocurrency before Are I got like crypto better, mining. You're better as a, a learner to read things. Um, Yes. Okay. Yeah. Opposite. Like I need, if I don't understand something, I need somebody to explain it to me and me be able to ask questions. So like I I can ask a question and then I could be like, okay, well wait. And then I have to process it. When I try to read something, obviously books and stuff, I have, I could fast reading comprehension, but if it's something that I don't quite grasp, like it took me a minute when everything that was going on with the GameStop and with Robin Hood, like I was kept reading about it. And then I finally had to call one of my best friends who works in, he's a financial planner. And I was like, okay, like break this down for me. And right. like once he was able to explain it and I always admire people who can learn just by reading. Cause like, I just can't, I need, I need more, somebody that's more of an expert to like talk it through, talk it through with me. Well, you know, it's funny. Like I can, if it's something I'm interested in, I can, I can intake it. But I mean, this is very classic ADHD. If I'm not interested at all, like I'll have to read the same sentence like six times in order for it, like in order for me to continue. But if it's something that I'm interested in and like, I didn't know, I didn't like, I never thought that I'd be into like cryptocurrency, but like the more I'm, I'm reading and learning about it, the more like next thing, you know, I'm like an hour's gone by and I'm like, I love that. I'm like reading like on code and like software and stuff. And I was like Googling it and I'm like, what are you going to do? I was like, you have a MacBook, like you can't like mine cryptocurrency, like in your bedroom. It requires like all this stuff, but no. Yeah. So chess is going to be I don't know. crazier things have happened. Look, I mean, <laughs> That might be my that might be my ticket to to um you know the next step in my life. Guess who's riding your coattails? <laughs> I'm hanging on. Look, we're gonna we're gonna have like I can show you the world. Yes, don't don't you worry. Don't you worry. That's Dogecoin is gonna take the lipstick league to the moon. Um, so yeah, so I don't officially have a Valentine, but I love Valentine's Day and I love love and I think it's important to celebrate love. And I'm very, very, very blessed that I have amazing. I have amazing friends. I have a lot of best friends. Um, actually, this is really cute. One of my best friends who abandoned me and moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, because um, of her, because of her stupid husband. Oh no! Yeah, because of his job. Of How rude! So rude, stupid husbands. But look, so they call me Auntie Nicole, and like Levi made me this, and she sent me their Valentines. Like, isn't that so cute? Oh, Otto, he made me a little flamingo. Oh my God. Oh my God. Is that Gloria? It's Gloria, little flamingo. Oh, it's she's like so cute. Nicole Love Auto. Isn't that so cute? That is really, really sweet. So I was like, you know, your mom and dad abandoned me. <laughs> but anyway, like I have, uh, so my best friends and I are going to do something. You and I were talking a little bit off mic just about 
to be honest, like in the, in, for the long time in the pandemic from last March until really like January, I was like, whatever, it's cool. Like I have no plans. It's, I don't have to do anything. Well, I hit a wall and I was like, I need to go somewhere. I was like, I want to travel. I'm like, I'm bored. Like, I know that I need to clean my, look, I know I need to take down my Christmas tree, but like, I'm like, I, it, it, I was just like, so that's what I'm, so I don't know. I think me and a couple of my friends might just like go to New York for the day and like walk it's, around the park, like just to do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, um, yeah. So I was, I was in Lake Harmony last weekend, which was beautiful. And, um, just being kind of out of Philadelphia was really nice. Yeah. Um, but no, did you anything, did you ski or snow tube or anything? No, it's tough now because of the pandemic, there's right. all these rules and, uh, we we didn't ski um you know I've never skied so when um a couple people you know the group was going I I was like you know I don't know if uh I don't want to hold anybody back because I've never skied I said so if you guys go like maybe I'll like tube or something but tubing was closed and then there's only a certain amount of tickets that they're giving away just because of capacity and distancing so that so um skiing like the tickets were sold out uh, the lodges are closed. Like they, they're not right. It's not, yeah. Yeah. It just didn't work out. So no, we just chilled and it was like really nice. Like just hung out, um, in the hot tub and Which is so not. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, did a polar plunge. Oh yeah. 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 And in the Poconos, which is funny. Well, it's a little bit. So where I grew up is in between the Lehigh Valley and like Wilkes-Barre Scranton. So like when you go up the turnpike, the first exit after the tunnel is where I grew up. And so I've always wanted to do a polar plunge always. And any polar plunge that I've seen has been like, you run in the ocean, right? Like they do it at the shore New Year's day, or like they do this, the sea aisle one, like yeah. this time. Well, my high school was doing it as a fundraiser and I went to Marion Catholic high school, go Colts. You know, I was yeah. student council voted most spirited, you know, so I loved my high school and I was like, oh my, and it was the lake at literally Muckchunk Lake, which is five minutes from my parents' house. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is so fun. So me and my two best friends, Diane and Diana, they were going to do it. It was going to be great. Um, and I, and then my mom's like, Nicole Ann, you know, they're going to have to chop up the ice from the lake you know because the ocean moves so the ocean doesn't freeze this is just like a small man-made lake and it was the week before every night was like seven degrees oh my god and so again so my mom's saying me this they're gonna you know they'll have to get the fire department to chop up the ice and so i just thought that they would like chop up the ice and we would run through it so the day before I just happened to go on the Facebook page and found a video from the 2019 plunge. Oh no, no, there's no running in the water. They literally cut a hole in the ice and you have to walk out on the frozen lake and then stand at the edge of this hole, this ice hole and jump in. Were you terrified? It was ice diving. It was. No, it was I was going to say you basically like ice, like, you know how, when they go ice fishing, like, yes. you, were like you were like the bait. Yes, I know. So I see this the day before and I was like, oh my God, it was like a catwalk. You had, And then like they made a whole, this video is on our Instagram and Facebook. So check it out at Lipstick League. And cause the video is hilarious. And so no, there, it was very, very safe. They had, you know, 
paramedics everywhere and the fire department everywhere to make sure that the ice was safe. But they basically, it looked like a big nine because they made this walkway and then the hole. So you jumped in and then you had to come down this walkway in the water and then you had to run on the beach. That was so like, so how, wait, can I, how did you feel? Like, were you so cold? Okay. So here's the thing. I need to, can you just tell me like what your body felt like? Because I can't even begin to comprehend like that level of cold, because I think I might just die. Like, I think I, I, I would just die. So I like started to get kind of, this is before I knew it was an ice dive. I was like starting to freak out. So I did a whole bit about it on the radio and like all these people called in and they've done it for years. And this woman was like, wear your bathing suit. And then you wear like shorts or like workout pants and a t-shirt over top. And you have towel bitches, your towel bitch ready with like waiting for your towel when you come out. Is that enough? Is a towel enough? Somebody else said, start taking cold showers like the week leading up to come body ready. Because I was going to say, would you go in the shock otherwise? So I, well, no, everybody was making fun of me. Like, okay. But so I would take like a regular shower and then I would like turn the cold freezing water on and just stand there for like a minute or two just to like get my body a little bit acclimated. But I think it's your adrenaline is going. So like, my friend Diane backed out the day of, which was like so whack. Her husband did it, but then my friend Diana did it with me. And so like we walked and you had to wear shoes because you had to walk out on the ice. So you couldn't go barefoot because like your feet would be numb. So like you walk to the edge and we're just like one, two, three, jump in. And everyone's like, I can't believe you went under. And I was like, well, I don't like when I jump in, I don't jump in to knock a wonder. So what you just like jump in and you know, it, that's not the cold part. The cold part is getting out, getting out and yeah. then all the way up the beach. And then I kept like teasing my mom and, and Joe. And I was like, you guys weren't ready. My assistants weren't ready for me. Cause I had to like take off the t-shirt and pants and then you're like standing. And so I quick, like stood in the sand and I put my Uggs on and then I got like a foil blanket and like wrapped myself in that. And then the towels. And then I actually had this on this, like this, um, you know, Kim Kardashian skims um, knockoff from Wait. Walmart. Oh, I was going to say, is that the Skims one? Because I want one, but I refuse to pull the trigger on one because I bought some of the, um, I bought some of like the body, like the, um, shapewear. Yeah. And you hate it. I, yeah. It like, I did not love it. And I'm mad that I spent all the money on it that I did. Why is it just not, does it doesn't work? Um, it's no different from Spanx. I mean, to her credit, it's brilliant. It comes in all these different shades. There's yeah. all these different cuts, which are nice, but um, I don't think it was anything to write home about. Yeah. But- so no, this is knockoff. It was uh, each, each set was 1197 from Walmart and I like live in it. It's so cute. It's um, really cute. But so anyway, so that, and then like for a good, I want to say like 10, 15 minutes, it was, you were like really cold. And like, my fingers were really, really cold. Um, but then like you, then you, you were, we lucked out though so much because Friday was, it was literally like bitter cold and crazy fog and wind Saturday, even though it was 25 degrees outside, literally 25, the sun was shining. So like the sun really warmed you up. And then the next day it snowed like a, like a banshee. My parents yeah. felt like warm of snow. Yeah. Really lucked out. And, um, and I would totally do it again. Like I love to swim. Like people call me crazy water lady, but like anything with water, like I love lakes and rivers and water fountains and pools and oceans. And like, I love it all. And it was just, it was like, 
so fun. That sounds so fun. Although I don't, I, I would never do that. You won't even do like a run-in one? No, 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 no. I don't think I could. I, I don't think I could. I, um, it's too, I don't think Three? I could. Do are you, do you have, like, are you an adventure person? No. Mm-mm. Okay. No, not even in the slightest. Okay. I'm so kind of like have- a, I'm like a feet on the ground, yeah. butt on the chair kind of gal. <laughs> you know, what's really funny is that I never thought of myself as an adventure person. And when I sent my aunt, aunt Janet, when I sent aunt Janet the video, she goes, Oh my gosh, Nicole, you're so, I love that you have. So you're, I love that you're so adventurous and I could watch through you. Um, and she's like, I'm on the couch with my blanket. And then I was like, Oh wait, like I went skydiving. I went parasailing. Oh I, yeah. Um, like yeah. I, I was like, Oh, I didn't really realize, like I went zip lining. Yeah. Like, I never realized that I actually was admitted. Like I never, I never thought of myself as being someone who likes adventure, but I was like, Oh, I guess I do. But I guess it's just in like, in control like in controlled adventure so I don't think I would do anything it would it would have to be in like a control but like jet skiing like all that kind of stuff like I I would like to jet ski I I do like going on boats okay um I I feel like Like I don't know if I'd I'd try I think I would try to water ski um but I'm very clumsy so that's that's mostly my problem oh, i'm clumsy too i knocked my whole protein shake in the bathroom the other day <laughs> shattered all over the wall and i was and i just stood there and looked at it and i was like what am i supposed to do with this the crazy i guess the craziest thing i've done was when i went horseback riding in california last year okay. and we were going on it, it said we were going on a trail so i was like oh, okay cool like on a trail and then here the horses walked on a cliff yeah, you were near the Hollywood sign, weren't you? Yeah, on the edge of a cliff. Yeah. And the entire time I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what? If this horse goes over, because my horse was this very wiry teenage boy. Okay. Named Woody. Ah! And I'm like, and they placed you on the horse. And like my best friend Laurel had this like elegant um white like horse named Stella, who was like super um like she just like Stella just seemed like so sophisticated I think that was Stella's name and then like yeah. everybody else's horses were kind of chill and like as soon as I saw Woody he was like <laughs> you know and I was like they're they're gonna put me with this motherfucker and then he right. came up and I was like oh my god this is very this is probably like some sort of like symbolism for my life but um so the way up the mountain Woody was getting a little wiry and I had to keep like pulling him back over but he wanted to walk on the edge yeah and um you have a guide with you and right. you know it's and this is what they do but uh my friend Alyssa was behind me on her horse and she was like Woody was getting real close to the edge like real close and I could feel it and the in I was I was exhilarated to be up there I was happy but in my mind I was terrified the whole time and of course yeah I was just like you know what if this goes awry and like this is how you go out at least she'll have a really great story. Like how did Natalie Eganoff die? Like she fell off the cliff while like on a horse. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like 
in a like near the Hollywood sign, which is very like old old Hollywood, like what what you are. Yes, yes, yes. So no, I mean it was fine, but that's probably the most adventurous thing I've done, and I don't know. I might do it again. I would I might do it again. Diving? See, I used to really want to, but I don't know if I could now. It's so cool. I know. I think I I might do it. We'll see. We'll see. That that moment when you're at the edge of the plane and you have to like jump, it's fucking nuts. I can't even imagine. Yeah. I really can't. Like crazy. But um so obviously the the biggest story is you had the biggest story in the sports world, not just Philly, but the sports world. I did. And this was when you were away. Yeah. So actually my plan for the weekend was to, I, and you know, it's so funny. I deleted Twitter at like the Twitter app and Facebook off of my phone because I wanted to disconnect for the weekend. That's really smart. Yeah. That's really smart. And I still, I, now I don't know how to get Twitter back on my home screen, but, um, so I disconnected, uh, for the weekend and then I get a, you know, I, somebody texted me and said that they, you know, Adam Schefter said the report that the Eagles are moving Carson Wentz and blah, blah. So, you know, I, I have relationships with people in this business. I've been in this business for 12 years in Philadelphia now and, uh, got some scoop, uh, sat on it for a little bit. And then, um, put it out there, uh, because it was good information. Yep. And I will stand by that until the end of time. And uh, it went completely viral. Yep. And um, it was really crazy for a minute. So then, you know, next thing you know, yeah, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I just chilled out. No, I was kind of glued to my phone for like hours just watching, you know, because we thought the trade was going to be in a, imminent. Right. Because um, it said that Carson Wentz was close to being dealt to the Chicago Bears for Nick Foles, which is some weird parallel universe, uh, a first rounder and running back uh, Tariq Cohen. So Tariq Cohen comes out, he ref he refutes the report, but um, in the NFL, they those guys, they don't know if they're getting traded. Right. They Absolutely. normally don't, they don't tell them. So uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty intense. Um, and Tariq Cohen's the running back for the bears who was out last season with an ACL tear. Yes. Yes. So to be part of the trade. And then he kind of freaked out and then like supposedly text his coach and GM and they're like, Oh, you're good, bro. But like, that means nothing. No, that means nothing. And I would never trust anything. Like if I were an NFL player, I would, I would trust nobody. It's such an ugly Absolutely. business. It's yeah. such an ugly business as we've learned watching the Carson Wentz situation play out in, in Philadelphia, because they paid him $1 million and it didn't matter right? or a hundred million dollars. And it didn't matter. So, you know, I think though, that like the biggest, and we're going to talk, we'll talk about Carson in a second, but for me, like watching you go through what you went through in the sense of you know that your sources are legit and you still hesitated because you knew the hate was coming. Yeah. I, that's I was, that's a, that's a horrible, that's a horrible place to be in. And I also don't think that men think that. Well, I don't think that they ever question I think they just do it and they're like, mm, you know, people might get annoyed, but it's not the same as when a female does it. So and 
I think that that's a, a important part of the conversation. Well, and because I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not an Adam Schefter. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm not breaking trade news or whatever often. I, when I get good information, um, I put it out there because I think, you know, it's important to kind of let the fan base know what's going on. And yeah. especially if well, I, and especially if I believe in, you know, I, I, and again, I trust my sources. Talk oh, about really. the trade, the, the uh, draft information that you had last year. Yeah. So, um, I had that, um, Jerry Judy, his draft stock had fallen. Um, and he came out and he refuted it too, that his draft stock wasn't falling. And, you know, uh, there was an article on newjersey.com about it. And when it was written about me having put it out, they wouldn't even include my name in the article. Right. And journalistically, having studied journalism in college, journalistically, that's the most disrespectful thing that you could do. So this was Joe Giglio, uh, who wrote the article on newjersey.com. He's in the sports radio in Philadelphia. Oh, I mean, I literally can't stand him. I know. (laughs) It's kind of hilarious. So yeah, Joe Giglio writes this article and writes um, an out of nowhere report from a Philadelphia sports talk radio personality which he which, is as well. Well, yeah, which he is as well. And I'm, and then they included my tweet and I'm like, you think that by leaving my name out of the article that they're not going to see my tweet and my picture? Like, you're an idiot. You put my tweet in the article. And most people already saw the news on Twitter anyway before they're clicking an article. It, and it's just like, and then it goes, it was then corroborated by the very reliable Derek Gunn because D Gunn checked his sources you know, and we're all in this community together. Again, I've been in the city, in the Philadelphia sports media for 12 years. Yeah. 12 years. Um, so Degon was like, checked with his sources and backed me up because he was like, I can't believe the shit you were getting. Yeah. He was like, he, and you know, the thing is like, there are men in this industry who respect the shit out of me. He's one of them. Mike Bissonelli, Tyrone Johnson, Anthony Gargano, Rob Motti, um, you know, John Clark, like I have these people who respect me in this business because they know a, I'm, pro- I'm a professional B I work my ass off to get where I am and see that I would never put out anything if I didn't think that it was legit. I'm not in the business of breaking news. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're putting news out there for fun because I hate fake news. And you one gazillion percent would have never lasted in this business for as long as you have, you know, more than half of a decade because you have integrity exactly exactly it's it's you're not just putting false information out there to be a sensationalist well and what's you what cracks me up is so i put out the news on saturday the speculation and again journalism 101 it's all in the phrasing right it's how you put the information out there that you're getting there's there's yeah. words that you use and you have sources and it's and it's how you put the information out there i said sources telling me that the bears are close to a deal for carson wentz nick Foles is speculated to be involved along with an offensive player and a first rounder that's a very standard report. report it's a report it's a report it's i didn't say it was finalized i didn't say the deal was done as once i got wind of the fact that adam Schefter put out that a, a trade was imminent i started to just reach out to people say hey do you know what's up with this you know like it's it's and it's funny i guess the perception of it but for some reason 
whenever I put it out, there's this weird backlash. Like again, go like back to the whole like newjersey.com thing. So they put the article out. Adam Schefter then confirms my report the next day, the biggest NFL reporter in the entire world basically confirms my report. And um, then I went at newjersey.com and I said, you know, you could have put my name in the article. But what makes me so sick is that somebody like Joe Giglio is so comfortable leaving my name out, right? So then they try and blame it on the fact that he works for the other sports radio station. Right, right. And, And, but I'm like, that's bullshit because you would never leave anybody's name out. Do you think that they would have left Tyrone Johnson's name out? Right. Do you think they would have left Mike Missinelli's name out? It, it's Anthony Gugano's name out. Well, and it's so funny because, you know, I have, you know, I feel like they're all just like bitter that yeah. I'm, I don't know. I think that a lot of them think that I don't deserve to be where I am. But well, it's, um, it's misogyny at its finest. Yeah. So then like, you know, the editors from NewJersey.com were t- messaging me and apologizing. And Joe was like, explaining um himself to somebody else who wanted to apologize to me and i'm like you know what have some fucking respect because but they i did it again huh they did it again yes they- and so then so then this time um what's his face i don't even want to use his name so oh 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 this is the second half of it so when i put that news out last time i then had another report from a source about the draft that um the Eagles were going to acquire um, a wide receiver in the sixth round. So put that news out there as well. And uh, yeah, Howard Eskin went on the air and called me a know nothing. Right. Again, none of these people know who I know. Absolutely none of them. They don't know who I formed relationships with. I don't even talk to these people. Right. They think right. that they know me. They don't know me from shit. Right. They know me as the sports radio girl who's been working in this business for over the last decade. You know, but like, they don't know me at all. At so all. Their perception of me is is that I'm just this like- Pretty face. Yeah. Face. And, it, and it just, it's so insulting. Yep. It's so insulting. And I just don't know who the fuck these people think that they are. But I said this to you the other day on the phone when you and I were talking, and I really, really believe it. Now I worked on the music side. So I've never worked on sports. I've never worked on the talk side of radio. I've worked on the music side in many different genres. And I've never seen what you have to deal with. Like, I'm constantly shocked. Um, But there is no doubt in my mind that if you didn't look the way that you looked, they they would not treat you that way. If you were, and and like, that's the reality of it. Like, which is the definition of misogyny. Right, it's, it's, it's their, it's their internalized perception of, of you. Of me and like a role that I should fit in this business that makes them resistant to, um, I guess, well, believe know. me, I guess, believe yeah. me. So your knowledge, your so connection. He, yeah. So this, yeah. So this was last year calls me and know nothing on the air. What do the Eagles do? Get the guy that I said that they were going to get in the sixth round, because again, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. Right. So, Fast forward to Saturday and what we're, we're recording this on Wednesday night. The word is still out on Wentz. No one's really sure. Yeah. Um, From what I, from what I assess, I think that they're, they're at a little bit of a standstill with him right now. I I think he wants to go to the Colts. Um, And I don't think he's going to be very, um, what's that word? Understanding or, or. um... I don't really think he's going to try and help the Eagles out at this point. 
yeah. um, so I it's of my belief that he wants to go to the Colts. Uh, it's of my belief that the Bears are still the front runner. It's Wednesday, February 9th or whatever at a 10 o'clock at night. So that's my belief right now. So again, the jury's still out on where he's going to end up. However, it's just disrespect and the reaction that I get for putting out such a, it like, I understand that it's a big deal to the sports world if Carson Wentz gets traded. Yeah. However, it's a very benign statement that I don't think I deserve to be bullied for on the internet. Uh, one bazillion percent. And, and the, the thing is like, you know. And the fact though that that, like, that's what makes me so mad is that as your friend and as a woman is that you had to think about that before you put that out. Well, I was, so I, I was shaking when I put it out and because I was, I knew what the reaction was going to be. Yeah. I knew what the reaction was going to be. I knew I was going to be questioned. I knew I was going to be called names. I knew that people were just going to try and rip me apart for, and honestly, the reason I, I could have sat on that. I could have let one of the other bigger guys, I've gotten a ton of information that I've never released. Yep. And for me, me putting that out there as a Philadelphia, you know, sports fan and also somebody who's in the business, I feel like I have a responsibility to the fan base to let them know what's going on, especially with this situation, because the fan base has been dealing with it forever, right? It yeah. wasn't like I was trying to hurt anybody or bring anybody down. I was just trying to people tell people what's up. Right. And and that's another thing is that you are so strategic in what information you release because you don't ever want to be like, oh, I'm just putting everything out. It's like, no, you respect your source. You pick and choose what you, what you know, the sports world and what the fans would appreciate most. Like you are a professional about how you choose to do it. Yeah. And I also, again, I studied journalism Yeah, I, and I respect the hell out of journalists and I respect the hell out of, you know, people who dedicate their lives to giving factual information and sourcing their information and, um, you know, making sure that things are, 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 are factual. Like it's just, I don't deserve to get an email that says, stop lying, you cunt. And that's literally, oh, what it that, that's literally what it said, because I put out a, a, a trade speculation. Like people are so, they're just so crazy. And I remember last year when, you know, one, like one of the stories that I put out, there was this writer in Oakland who wrote this article and he wrote an article on the new the news that I had put out, the information, the speculation that I had put out. Right. About um, the draft. Yeah, about the draft. And his first paragraph was dead. He his brain couldn't compute that I he looked at my picture. He looked at me and he couldn't compute that I would have some sort of information. His in the entire first paragraph was about who I am. Right. It said, Right, who's Natalie Eganoff? You may not know who Natalie Eganoff is. I may not know who Natalie Eganoff is. Nobody knows who Natalie Eganoff is. And I was like, this is the weirdest shit I've ever read in my life. If like, why, why does there have to be like all these conditions or this explanation about who I am or what I do? Look at my fucking um, website. Yeah. And resume. And resume and, and read what I've done with my life. Yeah. Like you, they're all just, it's weird. It's weird how they react. And, and like, it's, it's sick. And I just hope that as we move forward, 
like it'll it'll stop because it's not it's not fair you know and and ever since I put the report out I've been blocking a ton of people just because it's harassment and you know and here's the thing and I just kind of thought about this right now but majority of people have watched the Britney Spears documentary right which is on Hulu and I watched it this weekend you watched it so it's been trending and the, the part of, if you haven't seen it yet, do yourself a favor and watch it. It's only an hour and 20 minutes, but there's a part of this and it ties in because which I knew I follow pop culture all the time. So I knew a lot about her conservative ship. None of that surprised me. What surprised me was seeing how the media covered her 20 years ago, from yeah. 1997 to 2010 and how they treated her and not just her, but women in general, how they called Paris Himbo, Paris Hilton a bimbo, how they would ask Britney Spears about breast implants, how they would ask her about if she was a virgin. It blew my mind about late night host calling her a slut and calling her a whore. I mean, she was 19 years old. Justin Timberlake admitting that he that he fucked her on the radio and then on the cover. Oh, he's on my shit list. I don't know if he'll ever come off. And the thing that's interesting... I mean, I've always kind of, I've known a lot of people that interviewed him and I always thought he was a little bit of a dick, but though I, I really do think though, like, I don't think he actually was purposefully being a dick. No. It was that time in society, that was how women were vilified. Women, like they were made out to be evil, slutty whores. And so he was just going along with it. And it was shocking to me. I mean, her, her mental health was a joke on, was a category on family feud. I, that, that when I saw that, I just, I lost and, it. It's just, but it, my, my, how this ties punching bag. How, yeah. A punch, how this ties into you is though, there was activists and there were so many women over the course of the last 20 years who fought to change the narrative on women. That if you, want to sleep around fucking do it because you know what you it's your life if you want to stay at home and be a stay-at-home mom and only sleep with one person your entire life fucking do it because you can do whatever you want and don't ever speak to women like that and I always say like I have such 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 a strong respect for activists who like put their life on hold to to champion and like social media people give social media such a bad rap Obviously you experience it every day, but what social media did for the average person, they gave everybody a voice. And so what happened was people started to say, you are not going to speak to women that way anymore. And how, what the media got away with and what people in general got away with 20 years ago, it would never fly now. And so to me, that's a positive. And so tying this back to you, I really do hope because of people like you and your voice and different women with voices that 20 years from now, there's not going to be two girls with a podcast or with a YouTube channel that are still experiencing it. Well, and I, and the thing at the end of the day is like, you know, (laughs) this is what's really sick about it too. It's just football. Yeah. It's, it's just football. And it again the tweet was so it was it was it was a report you yeah. know i think it's still true 
Yeah. I stand by my source. I still think it's true. I think that that's the best offer that the Chicago Bears offered for Carson Wentz to the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's um, another thing. That's another part of this is that what I think it's very important to remember is that things literally change by the second. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, this entire situation, there's only one person that really is affected, which is Howie Roseman. He <laughs> has the say, which is so fucking crazy to me that like the bears could say, Hey, we're going to give you Nick Foles and we're going to give you a second and a fourth round pick. And how he's like, no, the Colts could say, Hey, we're going to give you a second and a third. And how he says, no, yeah. he's the ultimate authority on this whole thing. So yeah, your report was a hundred percent right. But you know what? If Howie says no, then he says no. Well, and, and that's, that's what's so crazy about this whole thing is that like, I really, and I, and I said this to you the other day that like the entire future of the, especially like current future of the Philadelphia Eagles really has to do with Howie Roseman's ego. Because if Howie Roseman doesn't get a good enough return on the investment, he's going to say no. Yeah. He doesn't want to look like an idiot. Yeah. He fucked everything up with his drafting and this whole situation. So if he trades Carson Wentz away and only gets a third and a fourth round pick, he's going to look like the biggest laughing stock. And so like, he's willing to put the risk of the entire organization just because of his ego. Yeah, no. And, and again, like he doesn't care and you're right. And there's so many moving parts that go with this type of trade and this type of deal in the NFL. It's so many factors involved and every team's out for themselves. So these things, these things tend to be super fluid. And I don't know if I said this earlier when we were mentioning it, but there, there were also people who were tweeting me and they're like, oh, you're just doing this for attention right. and you're just doing this for likes. And I was like, you have absolutely, absolutely no idea how a fucking bikini photo works then, do you? I'd yeah. stick my ass in a thong and yeah. post a picture of it on the internet, like God's honest truth. Like I, like I know, I know what gets likes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and I'm. I wish I could be one of those women who does that because I yeah. think that they look amazing. But like, it's just. I mean, you've had some good hot pics, though. That's not why. No, I mean, I. When you're feeling yourself, you're feeling yourself. You got to put it out there. But like, and again, but that like, goes back to kind of the Britney Spears thing, right? Is that like. For so long, women were like, don't be conceited. It's like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm feeling myself and I and and I'm and I'm looking good. I'm posting that picture, like right. it or not. But like right. I want to post it for me. Right. And but you're not gonna vilify me. That and that's the thing. I'm like, you think I'm like, you think like this is this would be my strategy. Right. <laughs> like, right. You're stupid. You don't really know how this works, do you? And that, I mean, let's be honest, like it's not the most intelligent people that are actually the ones that are internet trolls. No, they're all a bunch of mouth breathers in their mom's basements. You know, but I just thought of this too, which is kind of funny that I totally forgot about it, but I had, I actually did have a similar situation. So back in 2011, I guess, the Jonas Brothers were supposed to do Jingle Ball was when I was at Q102. And they were coming into the station in Philly to announce Jingle Ball. And that morning, the record company called my boss and said, they're breaking up. They're canceling the tour. They're not coming to Jingle Ball. People Magazine is releasing the information between three and four today, Eastern Standard Time. However, 
you can release it, but we, we can't be a source. So you can release the information that they're breaking up, but like you just, that's it. You just have to, you just have to own it. Yeah. And so I got to be, I was Nick Duetchik. So like, I was like breaking news, Jonas Brothers breaking up and. Wait, did you break the news that the Jonas Brothers broke up? Yes. (gasps) You did? You know, I I also broke broke the news that Kim Kardashian was pregnant with North. I was when it was Kanye. I just got the chills. (laughs) It was Kanye West's concert at Revel. Remember Revel? It it was her, it was her what? 35th birthday? Yeah. And it was, it was, in, no, cause she's, her birthday's in September. September. It was like December 30th. Oh, was it, New, was it New Year's Eve at Revel? It was the day before New Year's Eve. Yes. Yeah. And she and was, was wearing, the, was she wearing the black net? Yeah. Yes. I remember. He, but he was performing, Connie was performing and I went to the show and he said like my baby mama and I tweeted it and I was the first person, and I was the first person to tweet it. And that was in 2012. So like Twitter wasn't like as big as it was now, but yeah. No, still that's insane. Yeah, I was very excited. So anyways, the Jonas Brothers story. So all these crazy Jonas Brothers fans literally like, and it's kind of funny that like 13 year old girls attacked me and 40 year old men attack you. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. <laughs> um, like both of them are internet trolls just yeah. like, different but they were like you're a bitch you're liar liar you know like it was you know and then like it went all over like a philadelphia radio personality says the jonas brothers have broken up and then i'll never forget i was in coles in cherry hill i was in coles in cherry hill and i was in the shoe department and which annoys me because they never have size 11s and i wear 11 shoes and people magazine broke this broke the story and it was at like 345. Wait, that is so insane. So like it kind of, and I, it, I didn't even, you know, I, sometimes I forget about it because it was so long ago, but like, it really does have a lot to do with this story is that like, we're never going to put out information unless we have actual sources. And like, we were, we were flat out told you can put it out, but we can't be your source because people magazine actually has the article, but you could put it out now. And so like, we actually did, well, I, you know, my boss told me I could do it, but I broke the story and people thought, that we were just doing it for clicks and likes, but we were right all the time. We just couldn't have like the official quote from the band. People Magazine did like, yeah. Know. And you know what the God's honest truth? The God's honest truth about the whole thing is, and I'm like, if you follow me on Twitter and if you know how I feel about the Philadelphia Eagles, you should know that my worst nightmare, and it has nothing to do with him, is Nick Foles coming back to Philadelphia. Like, do you think that I want that? Right. Do you think, do you think that I want Nick Foles to come back and then be over Jalen Hurts' shoulders yeah. if he's even the starter? Because now they're speculating that they're not even sure that he's going to be the starter. Yeah. And so they might like, draft somebody. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's like, do you, do you think that I want that? I've been living, I've been living the Nick Foles quarterback controversy for the last three years, yeah. every single day. The fan base has called for him, even when he's, he, he's not even here. He's not even on the team. And they're like, let's bring Nick Foles back. Can you imagine if he comes back? Like that is kind of like a sports radio nightmare for me. Like that's not something that I, like if I were picking, if I were choosing the situation, if I was making something up, I'd make up something that was less taxing on my mental health. It is just so crazy. (laughs) The fact that like, and you and I've talked about this before, um, when you think about the fact that like we won the Super Bowl and you know it was the whole controversy, Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz getting hurt, and then finally it was like Nick left and Carson 
rallied the team those last four games at the end of the 2019 season and was like, okay, finally, we don't have to worry about Nick Foles. He obviously was sucking in Jacksonville and like Carson rallied. It's going to be great. And then they fucking go and draft Jalen Hurts. And then like, it's it's been hell since. Yeah, like it's not, but like, I don't, first of all, A, I, in my perfect world, Carson Wentz would be our quarterback uh, for the next 10 years. Yeah. Um, B, like. And this he'd would, be good. Let, let's preface that, that he'd be good. That he'd be good. And he'd be yeah. our quarterback for the next 10 years. Like B, like, I, I wouldn't want it to be for a first round pick of running back coming off of an ACL tear and a backup journeyman quarterback who is injury prone and looks, looked like shit. Like right. that's not, that's not the way he, if I was writing the Philadelphia Eagles story and like making things up because I thought it was cool. Like that's not the story that I would tell. Like, it's just. Right. And you were never part of the Foolsian society ever. No, 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 never, never, never. Because I think God's honest truth. I think that this is going to come back and bite us in the ass. Yeah. If they can't, if they can't salvage, if they can't salvage this and if, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, but. Well, I think the other big thing that we need to talk about is obviously that we called it weeks ago that the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buccaneers were going to be in the Super oh, Bowl. We sure did. Head. We wanted Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl because he's your new best friend. Yes. Um, um, that came true. I'm so glad he had a good time today at his little boat parade. Oh Dis- my God. Disappointed he didn't wear um, his tri- a tricorn hat and an eye patch because that's all that I wanted. Well, what was that weird orange shirt that he was wearing though? Like he wasn't wearing like a Bucks t-shirt, which I thought was kind of weird. He was wearing like an orange t-shirt. So I'm here. So I was dying. They were saying that like, he is just like in Florida, like on retirement, but like still playing in the NFL. So I'm here for like 2021 Tom Brady. Like I'm glad that I finally turned a new leaf with him now because I was so happy to see him. Oh my God. It was like, like, if you didn't see it of him being wasted, you have to go check out our socials, Lipstick League, but it's on Instagram and, and Twitter and it's just, or just Google, you know, drunk Tom Brady. But he, and then like the fact, and again, whether it's, who, whether he says to his team, tweet this, or his team just knows his personality, um, it's genius. Like he literally retweeted the video of him wasted and wrote nothing to see here just a little avocado tequila because everybody made fun of him eating the avocado ice cream and so like it's so fucking smart like it's so witty it's so smart it's like I don't I don't think he has a team I think it's him you do yeah I think it's him no because he posted a video and he tagged a team oh he did okay yeah cuz I I mean he's just I think that, this but like funny. in real life, he's funny. Like if you walk, like if you've seen him in interviews and like how he is with Peyton Manning and stuff. Yeah. Um. So I think that he might like give an idea, but I don't think he's actually on his, like, I don't know if he's on his phone on Twitter. Maybe he is, but. He didn't because- look like he was in shape to be tweeting, but they also said that he was a little seasick too, but everybody else got off the boat fine. I right? get real seasick on boats. Do you? But no, did you- I- it was I just where he threw the Lombardi trophy to Gronk's boat and his daughter who's what like seven or eight was like dad no like and he and then he posted that he's like you can hear Viv screaming in the background lol like I love the fact that he's just like owning it well I I like that he's becoming like a real person now yes yes it's 
it's it's kind of nice to see and like it's a shame that we didn't get this version of Tom Brady but I also don't know if he would be Tom Brady if if he was like this the whole time like I don't know if he'd be the Tom Brady who just won his seventh Super Bowl right well it's interesting did you get when you get I don't think you read it yet but when you get a chance I texted you that article about like the emptiness of Tom Brady and it was about it was such a good article because it was about like how he's a brand and so like he was caught in 2015 with the MAGA hat and then once it became an issue he completely distanced himself from Trump because a lot of people like I was obviously talking about him and everybody kept saying and obviously you and I are both very liberal we're I'm very, we're both very anti-Trump. We're both very anti-racist. We try to be the best allies we can for any minority group, right? We're very right. grateful about that. Um, so a lot of people were coming at me being like, he's a Trumper, he's a Trumper. But like the story with that is that the hat was in his locker in 2015. It was even before, it was like almost a year before the 2016 election. And obviously the MAGA hat then was not as extreme as the MAGA hat now. Oh, it held, right? it, it, it held no, none of the weight right. that it holds and now. So I mean, it was just like some shitty ploy. Correct. And the, and, and the story was the fact that, you know, Trump was really good friends with Robert Kraft because like billionaires, hung, you know, hang out with billionaires. And he was just like, and, and when you get a chance, if you want to listen to the interview that Tom Brady did with Howard Stern, it was only a couple months ago. It was, when, it was over the summer when he was in Tampa. And it was really good. And, and Stern hates Trump and talked about it. And Tom said, I met him when I was like 21 and he was just like always around. Like he wanted to play, like, you know, Trump loves, he's a narcissist. So like, he loves to like be around celebrities. So he like would invite him to go play golf. And they were yeah. just like, yeah. And then like, he gave a bunch of hats to Robert Kraft and I, you know, but the, the article was really good because they were basically saying like, what Tom has done is like, he's been able to like remove himself from any controversy. So like, he never really addressed what happened with Kaepernick, but yet when all hell broke loose in the NFL this year, then he like led the players coalition for social. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it was just a really interesting article just about how like, he's so calculated about like not really ever offending anybody and not really ever taking a stand. Um, but I said to people who were like, who are very anti-Brady, I was like, guys, but like his teammates are obsessed with him. LeBron is one of his good friends. So I'm like, Serena Williams was going on and on about him on her social. She's commenting on his socials. So it's like, do they, he clearly has to be liked in a way. Like, I think that if he was this horrible person, I don't think anybody would like revel in him um, like that well a part a part of me also wonders if he spent all that time in new england kind of like protecting himself wait so it leads me to another so i got a dm from a woman whose husband worked for the patriots mm -hmm. and and i never realized this before but if you notice none of the patriots ever like tom did stuff with best buddies which is for the um down oh down syndrome yeah. yeah but that was like part of like the patriots organization and she was like the patriots don't want you to speak out they don't she's like if you go look at the top players the danny amandolas that were there the gronks oh they know. say they've said they they don't get involved in anything yeah that has to do with anything julian edelman in anywhere anything like yeah you could be like oh uh, like you're not like i care about frida Kahlo. they'd be like no even though it's like yeah. so innocuous you know 
And I was like, holy shit, I never realized that before. She's like, yeah, it's a very robotic organization. And all the players, when you play for that organization, you you follow the, what's it called? Like the- Patriot way. Patriot, yeah. That's what they, I think that that's what they call it, the Patriot way. Why like, don't I you know, it, you're, you're a cookie cutter of their system. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that just goes to show like, just because it's bad sportsmanship. Yeah. And it just goes to show though, how psycho of a competitor he is. Like he's that psycho that like, he won't shake his hand because he beat him twice. Yeah. 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 So like, it's just really, really, really interesting. Um, But like, you cannot deny how, just, I mean, there was like that really funny tweet that went viral where he was like, Nick Foles literally just picked a random team was like, yo guys want to go to the Super Bowl?" And they went like it's, but then did you see what Bruce Arian said? What did he say? By the way, I want to give a shout out and some time to Bruce and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because Bruce Arian, first of all, he coached at Temple, which was awesome. So oh yeah, the Philly connection. But he also, he was on Chris Long's podcast a couple months ago, even before Tom Brady. So it might've been in the spring. And he was one of the first college, because he's almost 69 years old. Bruce Aarons was one of the first college athletes ever to have a black roommate. And Chris Long, because he's been a champion for for racial injustice and for years. And Chris Long asked him about this. And he said to him, it was just like, he's, he's my friend. And like, we're roommates. Like it's not a big deal. And he just saw how important it was. And they not only have an extremely, an extremely diverse staff, but they have two females on the coaching staff. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, everything we've witnessed this last year, I'm just hoping that I'm going to post, I'm going to post the picture, but like, it's amazing. Like when you see how diverse the staff is incredible, it's, you know, and, and we really, it like the attitude in sports radio, the bullshit in not hiring black coaches and women in the NFL, like it, like we're done, like yeah. it's time, like we need to be better. And like, everybody's equal right and like you need to start just showing people respect and treating them as equals because of like you're insecure you know what I mean like and that's the thing like so just to just to pivot back to my um like you know my tweet um last week and like all the haters like they're just insecure because thousand percent because they're mad that a they didn't get it yeah. Or, or B, I always say that like all these people hate me just because they want to have my job. Or they want to have sex with you. Or or that too. And they know that it will never, ever, ever happen. Because I always said my worst fear in life is dating somebody who like talks shit to women people on the internet. Yeah. 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 Um. So. I mean, I don't think people, like, and again, I've told her this before numerous times that I've never seen it, you know, because again, the women that I've worked with, the women that I've been around have worked in female radio stations. So like every radio station has a target demo. So top 40, hot AC country. We are, we're female leaning radio stations. We're music stations. And so it's a different world. And so to see over the 
the three years that we've been friends and how close we've gotten over the last year to see the abuse that you get is so shocking to me that and like I'm not a naive person you know what I mean like I've seen it but because your world is so new and it's all from men yeah it's from men I know and you know I I people tell me they're like you gotta ignore it you can't say anything back you gotta brush it off but like there's there's times when I feel like I handle it really 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 well and, and then there's and I, and I always give you compliments because I'm like man I'm always like well well you know your mom's ugly <laughs> and you have always like the I'm such a horrible comebacker like I I'm so bad at comebacks um well, my thing is like I, I mean I'm actually and this is another thing for whatever reason people on the internet like to call me stupid and I was like I was a young Menson okay and I was like I will outduel you in a game of wits like you don't want right. to like I'm 99% sure that I'm probably smarter than you so like if you want to yeah. go toe-to-toe and like wits like you're not gonna win um but no I mean it's just it does it it wears on me and I don't know if it's just like that I'm getting older or whatever I've navigated it for a really long time and like how you said you're learning so much about it I had no idea right. that there was another way. And you know what actually really makes me sad? And I think about this every single day. And I think about this and I'm going to get emotional um, when people say stuff to me is um, Rhea Hughes, who is on the uh, WIP morning show, yeah. um, only woman who has been in sports radio in Philadelphia and has lasted. Like yeah. she's been there forever. I mean, she's always been an inspiration to me. That's where I got it from. My dad would say, you know, Natalie, you could be the next Rhea Hughes. And she's not on Twitter. Why do you think that is? Right. You know what I mean? And it's a shame because she is brilliant and she knows her shit. And, you know, like she's a mother and she's yeah. like showed up and, and done that job every day for the last 25 years. You know, yeah. she was on Twitter and, and she's not anymore, you know? And it's, it's because like, it does, it does wear on you. And I don't know for a fact that that's why she's not on there. Like, I don't know that to be the case. Maybe she just didn't want to be on the internet anymore, yeah. but, but there are some days where I'm like, you know what, is this, is this worth it? Like, right. I, I, I don't deserve this. Nobody deserves this, you know? So like, I think about somebody like her and it just, it tears me apart. And like, people just got to be better. Men just need to get their shit together. Like mm -hmm. that's such small dick energy. It's absolutely like, do you think like, um, like, like the tiniest, like, like micro, like, micro, like smaller than a candy corn dick energy micro. Yeah. This is probably the realest I've been on this one. Like I've <laughs> cursed, I've cursed a lot, but I'm, I'm fed up and I'm sad and I'm, but I think people need to, to, to hear it. And it's like, like, I don't understand what people think, and especially men think that they're going to accomplish by being mean on the internet, you know? And it's like, if you are that unhappy and that sad in your life, go to therapy, get um, help, work out. Yeah. Like, and especially like if you're taking out, all, like I have um, and again, I've, I've talked about this before. There's this one guy who I has been in person has, um, impersonated me a couple times on the internet, um, repetitively posted, po posted bathing suit photos of me was pretending to be me asking for weight loss advice. Um, 
you know, and people kept bringing it to my attention. And I finally stood up for myself. And I was like, I was like, you know what? Like, I know that this guy has hated me. So I know that there are people on the internet who hate me because I have repeat offenders. And yeah. I don't understand why people think that I'm expected to sit there and take the abuse from strangers. Yeah. And that's the thing. A lot of people, because they listen to me on the radio and they hear me for four hours a day. Ginger has the hairball. <laughs> yeah, right, babe? Is it her 11th birthday you post the pictures? Yeah. Well, it's not her 11th birthday. It's the 11th year that I've had her. That's crazy that she I, had 11 years. Yeah. I know. Isn't that nuts? Um, But no, like, I just don't know why I'm expected to, like, tolerate that type of behavior from a stranger. And again, like I was saying, people think that they know me because they hear me on the radio and I'm Nat, you know, and I, and I hang out with Mike and Ty and they, and I talk about my dog, Ginger and, you know, and that I'm Irish and from Northeast Philly, but like, you're all strangers to me. I don't know you. Literal strangers. Yeah. You're literal strangers. And I love the fact that I'm on sports radio in my hometown. I think that that's a little, has to, I think that that goes into a lot of um, shit that I get because, you know, people can be haters uh, when they see people doing something that like they want to be, they want to be doing, but. Um, but it also, you know, I'm just like, how do they talk to their wives? How do they talk to their daughters? How do they talk to their mothers? Well, and, and would they expect their wives, daughters, mothers to sit there and take the abuse from some fucking asshole on the internet because he's mad that this chick has this job like right. like what is wrong with you like go like find a hobby like go water skiing like go skydiving read a book read a book seriously yeah. like just go read a book like it's it's so I, I'm 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 mad like this this week was was enough for me like I'm done like pretending like it's not a thing and regardless of what happens with Carson Wentz the Lord, like who knows? Like who knows? This could go on until March. I think it's really important to talk about is that like at the end of the day, it, it is just sports. And but like your mental health matters way more than what happens with Carson Wentz. But in Carson Wentz's defense, he doesn't deserve the abuse either because it's just sports. And maybe he does suck. Maybe he'll never be good again. But you know what? Like at the end of the day, he's not even 30 years old. He's a father, he's a husband. And like, he needs to protect himself. And so maybe he's like, fuck you, Philly. Well, sorry, freak you, Philly. Cause you know, curse. No, he would He would never yeah. fudge you, Philly. Fudge you, Philly. But like, he's like, I want to protect my mental health. I want to protect my family. And you know, people just think because people make millions of dollars. And by the way, Natalie doesn't even make one ounce of a million dollars to think that it's okay just to abuse people on the internet. It's so crazy to me. It is so crazy to me. It's, I mean, I had, I had hoped that like 2020 with, with everything that everybody's been through and that it would make people, you know, just be a little bit more respectful or appreciative of. I think it did for some people, but I think some, I think other people who already were going through shit, it just made it worse. And I think that that's really what a lot of it has to do with is that there are people out there who know that they're unhappy and who know that they're miserable and they were like, I don't want to feel this way anymore. And then there's other people who don't even know why they're angry. And then they just use the internet as an outlet. You know, I mean, I see it, I see it at my job on, on X to use Facebook page. I mean, it's, 
it's just nasty, nasty people. And I'm like, you're all miserable. Like you all need therapy, you know? And like, you all need to work out where your anger is coming from because taking it out on a radio station's Facebook page or taking it out on a random radio station's personality, like it's that, that anger is coming from somewhere, but so many people just either they don't want to admit it or I think a, I think a lot of a, a lot of it is um, toxic masculinity. Oh, a thousand. Percent. I, I think that that's where most of it comes from is just this whole me man me yell me get point across, but like actually that doesn't fly anymore, and like nobody nobody likes you. You know, like it's it's not it's not cool to be cruel. Absolutely, it's not cruel to be cruel at all, and it's just so fascinating to me and and i see it a little bit from women on the the xtu facebook page where it's internalized misogyny so it's because there's so much toxic masculinity that then it turns into internalized misogyny that women hate women but it's because they actually hate themselves and and a lot of times that's really hard for people to understand but it's because it's been decades and decades and decades of women being told you need to be like this, you need to look like this, you need to do that. And so then it gets to a point where like they see a woman who they don't agree with, but they don't even know why they're mad, but it's really because they're mad at themselves. They're mad that like they didn't live the life that they actually wanted to live, right? Like there's, I was reading an article the other day where like there's two types of people that are like, well, I had to pay student loans, so you need to pay student loans. And then there's the other people, it's like, student loans suck. So if you don't have to pay student loans anymore, my God, like maybe you can do better in society and not have to worry about paying student loans back to this multi-billion dollar company that's taking your money for school. You know what I mean? And there, it's, it's, it's a type of personality. And so I really do believe that, you know, and we talk about this all the time, how, how, you know, balls are weak, vaginas are strong, but like men have always been intimidated by women. I mean, let's go back to Adam and Eve, whether you believe that they're real people or they're, or they're a story, right? I mean, ultimately that's what it comes down to is that women have always been the stronger ones. And, well, men, and they've always been the scapegoats. Always been the scapegoats. And so men just tried to put them down. Yeah. Even though they're the ones that literally, if women didn't exist, society would end literally. Yeah. And they, I don't think that they realize that we're actually the supreme beings. Oh, I think they do realize it. I think they're, that makes them jealous. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, I I really do. I think that that's what it comes down to. It's like, they know we're the supreme being. So like, you wouldn't feel the need to push people down if you felt good about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, that's what a bully is. It's your, excuse me, insecurities. You're insecure. And now you're putting that onto other people because it's like, I feel horrible. I feel bad. I feel sad. I feel frustrated. So I'm going to make you feel as bad as I do. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, and the thing is, every time, like, again, I spar with people on Twitter and I go back and forth with them. And, you know, I try, I try and, make jokes about a lot of things um but it's really sad to me and i hope that the people who do have that mentality that they find some inner peace because i can't believe that that's not a miserable existence to have is just to 
spend your time spewing hatred on the internet at people that you don't know. And I think it's if, if like you what kind to- of life are you living? Well, right. And if that's like where you're getting your joy from is being mean to strangers on the internet. Correct. But I don't even know if it's joy or if it's just like, I feel like shit and I want you to feel like shit, you know? Yeah. And, and I think if you're listening and you know somebody or is you, I would just always like to say like, you have to dig a little deeper and be like, why am I so angry? Like, yeah. I'm not angry at Natalie. Like, where's the so- anger? from so I did have this guy who harassed me for a long time on the internet and he was blocked I mean I blocked him um there's and the thing is people don't think that I remember or or see it but I I know I know the names like yeah because some of them are so obsessed that uh and it's it's concerning on a on a personal safety level um that there's these men who harbor this hatred for me on the internet um but um this one guy emailed me and apologized to me. And he said that he was an alcoholic and that he was going through rehab. And he said, I don't even know if you know who I am or whatever. He's like, but I was not kind to you on the internet. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I really appreciate this. And I'm glad that you found peace. And I yeah. hope that, and, and that's what he said. He's like, I have a daughter. He said, he said, I would wake up the next day read what I said to you on the internet. He's like, and feel really bad about myself. Yeah. And I, like, I, again, this is a total stranger, mm-hmm. but at some point in his life, he found, he felt the need to apologize to me. You know, he could have just gone on with yeah. his sobriety and left it alone, but that like, that's a good human, you know, who like acknowledges that. And it's. And I think that that's anytime that I get angry or I get frustrated, I always ask myself why? why do I feel this way? You know, like, where is it coming from? Because it's very, it's, it's very um, rare that the anger is specifically at the person you're angry with. Usually it's from another place. And so you have to like, think about it. Like, like, why does this annoy me? And sometimes it's just as simple as like, it annoys me because it annoys me. You know what I mean? And like, other times and when it's the mean the anger it's like maybe it is at an ex or it's because something happened to you at your job or something happened to you with a sibling or a family member or something happened to you in high school that you've never went to therapy and dealt with like a lot of times the anger and the and the it's it's somewhere and then for whatever reason your trigger, it gets triggered by it. And then you take it out on the stranger where really it's not ever about that person. No, no, it's not. It's and so not. on a much lighter note, look how cute my nails are. I know that you're so ready for Valentine's day. <laughs> Yay. So, sending so much love to all of our lipstick leaguers. We, yes. we love you and you know what this is. It's GVO good vibes only. Thanks and- for, thanks for letting me vent tonight everyone it was important and you know what I always say to Natalie like you get to be you here you know and like this is you own this space so like it's an and I think that there's a lot of times that like we talk about stuff that we are going through and because people can relate to us or people can learn from it you know yeah Um, and you know when we say good vibes only it doesn't mean that you only have to be 
about the goodness. Like I, Natalie and I both talk about like, you have to acknowledge when you feel a certain way, but like, you don't put that onto other people. And then when we say good vibes only, that's what I mean. If you're going through some shit, we hope you, you like come through it with us. Yeah. But you're not allowed to take it out on anybody. You could yeah. be like, I'm having a horrible day. So I'm here, you know, because I need a release. And it's like, these are your good vibes, but we're never going to tolerate assholes. Yeah, absolutely. No assholes. Um, and on that note, until next week, hopefully the Carson Wentz saga will be concluded and he will be watch Tom Brady videos. Yes. I'm going to watch him and the the video of him stumbling off that boat for for like the next five days. Yeah.